Hello everyone. God, it is good to be back. Welcome back to the You Like That podcast. I'm your host. My name is Adam and I am coming back from a break. Yes, it was a bit of a break between last episodes and just not doing anything and everything else all above because I just I just ran out of creative juices. The, the bottle was empty. The, the drive just disappeared out of nowhere really quickly. Don't know why. Never usually happens to me like that, but um, things happen and I was never going to leave the podcast just in, in, the, in the dirt and not come back to it because I love doing movies and I love doing this podcast for the, for the few of you that are there listening. But um, I'm back. We're getting back into the swing of things here. Obviously, there's a few changes. Um, there's not going to be as much of a schedule anymore. I'm just going to do movies when they come out. And just if, if one week there's nothing out or there's nothing good, well, there's not going to be an episode. Uh, if there's multiple movies, I'll do a double episode, much like today's one. And you like that extra will be on a permanent hiatus for the moment. Um, just can't really get with doing those ones at the moment, uh, between doing the left on the bench podcast and then now changing my jobs and all that. I just got to manage my time a little bit more here and there, leave those movies behind for the moment, but they will come back in the future. They will come back. That's not, I'm not deleting that. They will be back. So just keep watching movies and keep getting them ready to send to me once that all happens. And comes back to us. But today, all that's out of the way. You like that podcast is back. We're back. We're here. Today, for a double episode. I say double episode, I mean two movies in one episode. Double episode, double movie, one episode. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Morbius. I, I know. Right side, left side. Whew. Big, big, big change up of different, uh, different movies that we're looking at here today. So, I think... In the spirit of things, we kick it off good, and let's talk about Sonic 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So obviously, a movie, uh, this is a sequel to the movie that me and Jack praised about for way too many episodes, about Sonic being way too good of a movie than it had any right to be, and by God, could we be looking forward to a sequel? Well, that sequel has now came out. Uh, so Sonic 2 released 2022, directed by Jeff Fowler, who come back from the original Sonic 1. A runtime of 122 minutes with a budget of 90 to $110 million. Uh, at the time that I had written this, it had raked $231 million in the box office. Um, should be a lot more now. The Rotten Tomatoes score, 67% for the critics, but 97% with the audience. What a number that is. Sonic 2, 97%. Fans love it. Everyone loves it. Good movie. Uh, cast, you know, we've got returning Ben Schwartz as the voice of Sonic. Uh, Idris Elba comes in to voice Knuckles, the Echidna. Uh, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, uh, she returns as Tails. Uh, she is the original voice actor for Tails. Uh, the only sort of original voice character to come back to do any work in these movies. But really cool to see her come back to put this voice on. Uh, then we've got the returning Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, James Marsden as Tom Wachowski. Tika Sumter as Matty Wachowski and Leah Majub as Agent Stone. So, Sonic 2. Sonic 2 follows on the uh, the previous events of the first movie uh, in which Dr. Robotnik was sent to the Mushroom Planet in which this movie sees him 
uh, team up with the Force of Knuckles uh, to get his revenge on Sonic. Uh, basically, this movie centers around trying to find the, the Master Emerald, uh, the, the infamous Emerald that everyone remember, all the Master Crystals and all that throughout the games, in which they all form this one Master Emerald that basically the Echidnas and the Owls were fighting against because it grants unlimited power, what we'll call it. Uh, so Knuckles, uh, sorry, Sonic teams up with Tails uh, to take on Dr. Robotnik and Knuckles to prevent the, the Emerald falling into the wrong hands because we know the Eggman, evil guy, is going to use that for some bad stuff, which we get later on in the movie anyway. So the movie focuses around there. Uh, Tom and Maddie are going off uh, to a wedding in Hawaii. Uh, so they're trying to keep out of it. And Sonic just does Sonic things. A much more... Uh, I want to say this movie was a lot more child-friendly, I want to put it at. Uh, straight up out of the bat, this is a great movie. Sonic 2, just as good as the first one. They just kept the ball rolling on this and went, first one did great. People were surprised. Second one, here's heaps more of the characters that you all know from the series. And bang. It's another good movie. So with the uh, <laughs> with everyone coming in, so we're getting Tails, we're getting Knuckles, we're getting the bigger characters within the game now, all coming onto the screen together in a live-action adaptation. They all look brilliant. They all do exactly what they need to do. Um, mimicking their characters from the games and the, the and the animated series and such. We just get another great, yeah, just funny, action-filled movie um, with a plot that mimics what the games were and such uh, to an extent, obviously. We're in a movie world, so we need to change, those, change a few things up to make it movie-orientated. But Jim Carrey, again, absolutely kills it in his role again as Dr. Robotnik. Once again, he's just more unhinged. He's got more stupid jokes. Uh, he, he just he just absolutely kills it. For a guy who's at the end of his career and has come out to say that, you know, he might not continue acting anymore, for these to be his last movies, <laughs> it's a good way to go for you. You just have a, a, a lot of fun with this movie to bring it out there. And he absolutely just destroys his whole role from start to finish. And the movie leaves it open to a possibility of a future or no future for Dr. Robotnik. It's just left open, um, which obviously from his words of if he does come back, who knows? It's open for if he's going to come back. Uh, but, but anyway, the movie is just really well done in a story. Um, as said, it is more child-friendly, so a lot of things seem a bit more child-friendly paced in a way, but ultimately the movie looks great. Uh, by the end of the movie, it's even better once once all the team-ups happen and such. Um, so obviously Knuckles is portrayed as the bad guy. He's helping out Robotnik to begin with. Through the yen, through some Robotnik, uh, you know, little... Little snivelling remarks and backstabbing, betraying. Uh, Knuckles ends up teaming up with Sonic and Tails, as as always would have been the case there. Um, it was really good seeing those three coming through together and and, and doing what they were. Um, 
the the weird thing obviously in this was Idris Elba doing the voice of Knuckles. What kind of voice would he portray? The voice that he's given in this movie is just is just perfect for Knuckles. Um, he's made him very dumbed down English in a way where it's very straight to the point. It's not uh, you know there's no big heavy English accent uh, and there's no real you know crazy Idris Elba style of voice to it. Um, but basically, he based the character's um, voice off the backstory of being in a warrior tribe and not having English as a strong language. That's why he has a dry, straight-to-the-point voice, where he does not concern over niceties in speaking and gets to the point and moves on. It's very much how he speaks. It's very, like, there's no strung-out sentences. It's just, that's the answer. Let's keep going. I don't know English too well, but I know fuck you, basically, is the Knuckles voice. And I think it's really good there. Um, so obviously there's, there was a lot of, uh, promotion in that Paramount spent $18 million on TV spots, which generated 717 million impressions online. It's a lot of impressions and that's a good, uh, I'd say it's a good bring in for, for, for promotional marketing like such. Um, one of the promotional posters as well, which I'll put here, does mimic the Sonic 2 video game which was a really cool little Easter egg that they threw in there. Uh, obviously, this game is... Uh, well, sorry, this movie is full of a lot of Easter eggs from the game as such. Uh, like Agent Stone's coffee shop that he has in Green Hills. Uh, named The Mean Bean, which is a reference to the video game Do- Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine from 1993. Good little touch there. Uh, you've got Tails flying his red plane like he does in the game. Uh, Tom's ringtone... Uh, that he has set for Sonic is the music from the Green Hill Zone from the first stage in the first Sonic game. Easy little things to point out. It's fun to see those little Easter eggs come through from the games and such. Uh, but obviously, this movie as a whole is setting up. It's setting up a big universe for for Sonic um, to move away from having so many video games, some animated series and whatnot. Finally, getting a live a- action adaptation that's working and is going to bring about a really big universe because there's a lot of characters that can come into this universe and by the end of this movie it sets itself up to do so um so we'll jump to the ending here um basically they get the master emerald robotnik uses it becomes this massive robot they all team up to bring him down and they defeat him sonic gets the master emerald and turns into supersonic the yellow god looking one brilliant it's really good the way that they that they animated it made it look uh really awesome scene defeat robotnik there's no clear did he die is he alive it's one of those ones you know uh but basically they're all teamed up so knuckles sonic tails they're all together with the wachowskis as a family a unit and we look forward to the future we get a post credit scene now Spoilers, you don't, if you haven't seen it, you don't want to know. You should have seen it by now. I've given you a lot of time to see it. But basically, the post-credits roll in. They're all going through the rubble. Um, and we hear of uh, Agent Stone and that they find a, a secret project file from uh, the organization GUN, G-U-N. People know that if you play the games or uh, watch the animes and that, you know that you know who, who, who the organization GUN are. And that they found a project file dating back 50 years called Project Shadow. 
Ooh, oh, we all know who that is. It pans down into a little, uh, like one of those big test tube little things where they, you know, like what Mewtwo is in in Pokemon. Um, and we see, clear in view, Shadow the Hedgehog. Setting up henceforth a bigger future now, introducing more characters into the series. The Shadow is a confirmation for the future in the Sonic universe. Obviously, there's a million other characters we can get into. You can get Amy. You can get uh, all the, the sniper guy. But everyone else that's in that universe. There's a lot of people where we can sort of move away from uh, the human world and I guess sort of move more into a Sonic world where all of those characters can sort of come to be uh, and sort of make it make a bit of sense. That's a really cool setup there, having Shadow the Hedgehog. Not a lot of people would expect it. And obviously, that just shows that they have a lot of drive for this universe and what they want to create. Uh, so we know that a Sonic 3 is going to be happening. We also know that there's going to be a Knuckles spin-off TV series. I, who knows why? But I'll take Moidris Elba as Knuckles. He really killed it in this, and I really like seeing him. Uh, but it's just more Sonic greatness that we're going to be getting in a, in, in a Sonic universe. I never would have thought in 2022 I'd be sitting here reviewing a second Sonic live adaptation movie and then talking about the possibility of there being more in the future. But it's the world we live in. Things like this can happen if people listen and make something from their source material work. Crazy how that works, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, so that's the setup in the future that we're getting for in Sonic. Um, I, I'm really, really dead excited uh, for everything. Uh, so obviously, with the, the open ending for Robotnik, the directors have said that if Jim Carrey does stick to his word and he does retire from acting, uh, they will not recast Robotnik. Robotnik will be dead in the water. But that that role is his for if he does want to come back and do anything. So that's great from the producers and the directors there saying that uh, there will be no recasting of the man, which is always good to see. Uh, so that's Sonic 2. Um, great movie. Perfect for your kids if you do have kids. And you want to take him out and say something. Sonic is the one to go with. Um, if you're an adult like me who wanted to see it, go to the latest session possible. Don't go to a midday session. Don't go to an early weekend session. Find a Wednesday or a Tuesday at 9 o'clock and see it. Because, my God, they don't sit down. I can't watch movies with kids. They're fucking annoying. God damn it. But it's worth it. You need to see Sonic. Uh... Now, let's jump to another movie that we'll talk about. Okay, Morbius. Morbius is not a not a good movie. Okay, okay, all right. I'll give you something about Morbius. Morbius did exactly what we thought Morbius would do. It tanked. It uh, didn't do great. Put it this way, it got beat by Sonic in the in the ratings and that. <sighs> okay, let's just run through it anyway. Morbius. Released 2022. A long time after it should have been. Uh, this is directed by Daniel Espinosa. He directed Life. He directed Safe House. A bunch of Ryan Reynolds flicks. A uh, runtime of 104 minutes. Short. Budget of 75 to 83 million, with a box office of, at the time I'd written this, 146.4 million. At the same time of writing this, Sonic had made 231 million. 
Keep that in mind. Release the same time. Uh, Rotten Tomato score. Sixteen <clears> percent <throat> with the critics. Seventy-one percent with the audience. It's doing a venom on us here. It's 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 gone full venom. Uh, we had a cast of Jared Leto as Michael Morbius, Matt Smith as Milo Morbius, Adria Ayana as Martin Bancroft, Tyrese Gibson as Simon Stroud, and Michael Keaton returning as Adrian Toomes, aka the Vulture. So, Morbius. Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. Morbius follows the story of Dr. Michael Morbius, uh, who has a, uh, a medical condition in which his body is deteriorating and falling apart, uh, and he's, he is striving to find a cure um, after a lot of successful um, research and development into some artificial blood uh, that has really helped a lot of people. He goes through the extremes of trying to find this cure, experimenting with bats and such, uh, finds something, injects himself, and bang, dude's a vampire. Easiest way to talk about it. Um, the story then evolves around him, like, figuring out these vampiric powers, uh, what this means for himself, is this a worthy cure? Oh my god, I'm a vampire, this is not good. My brother has the same condition. Oh no, brother, don't take that serum because you'll turn into me. Oh, don't be like that. That's just cruel. You find a cure and you can have it, but I can't. I'm taking it. Oh no. Takes the cure. Turns into a vampire. Now he's the bad guy. Because suddenly he feels like he should be a villain. Michael Morbius. Oh no, my brother's bad. I should defeat him at once. That's the story of Morbius. That's... There's a short movie for a reason. F- nothing happens in this movie. Like, I defended Venom. I defended Venom too. M- Morbius can't defend. <laughs> I can't defend Morbius. It, it had potential. And I, and I was excited for it. Like, I was looking forward to this movie. Uh, as much as people were hating on it before it even came out, I was like, nah, let's, let's give it a chance. Gave it a chance. Regretted it. Because, uh... It just wasn't, just wasn't anything. So, from 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 the beginning, it's an it's another new uh, entry into the superhero universe of Marvel, Marvel, Sony, the Sony's extended Marvel universe. That just the shit that Sony are ruining and can't seem to do. And every time they do something, everyone goes, "Just why? Give it, give it to Disney." You cannot have this. Let it go. Sony, let it go. You can't make movies the way Disney can with Marvel. How many times are you going to do it and make the same mistakes? God damn it. Jared Leto's not the issue in this movie. Matt Smith is not the issue in this movie. The directing is fine in this movie. The script that is given is absolute trash. The, The constant pushback of this movie just kept driving itself down and down and people realizing i don't think the studios have a lot of uh, a lot of hope with this movie and after you see it you go hmm yep they didn't have a lot of hope in this movie so a majority of the start of this movie is him experimenting and ultimately getting a cure in which it uh you know 
uh, turns him into a vampire. And it's him wrestling with that concept and trying to figure out how long he can last on this. But then there's uh, some killings that are happening after his brother comes in and takes serum, and we don't know that yet. Uh, and he's killing people around the city, and he's being investigated by, you know, Tyrese Gibson's character as an FBI agent. I don't know why he needed to bring Tyrese Gibson into this and make him seem like he was important, because he just wasn't. And uh, ultimately finds out that his brother is now a vampire as well, but he's taking it on the wild side and just you know, just munching on dudes because he's a vampire and just can. Uh, we get one big fight scene, which is the end, which is just between them two, and it's not even a big fight. Uh, it's just them doing vampire shit for about seven minutes. And uh, Michael Morbius kills his brother. He thinks he kills his girlfriend. And then Morbius bites her. And then obviously she turns into a vampire by the end of the movie. Uh, to sort of allude to the future. And yeah, that's all there is in the movie. Not a lot else happens. It's really short. It's really boring. It's um, yeah, <laughs> it's just lol. Um, so I had a few things here to to ask myself when reviewing this, just so I could you know bring to light this movie. Um, so did this film kill its momentum with the consistent reshuffling of its release date and seeming like even Marvel did not care for the film? Yeah, 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 it did. I think very early on. From the first big delay, yeah, they realized, hmm, this movie ain't looking too good. Yeah. Yeah, just keep moving it. And when it comes into the fray, it comes into the fray. Uh, so I just, I don't, I think from the beginning, they just didn't have any hope with this film. Uh, is there a redemption for Morbius like Venom had with his future films? Possibly. There's every possibility that he can turn and, you know, be something better. Uh, whether that be him... Uh, cameoing into another movie of some sort. Uh, let's say if he comes around in the Blade movie or whatever. We, we don't sort of know where these are going to go because after Spider-Man No Way Home and the multiversal things, we, we don't sort of know where Sony and Marvel are sitting in their universes right now because it's very confusing as to what we'll see because obviously you throw in with Blade, that'd be the way to throw it. Uh, you'd want to have... It would make sense. Okay, the original Blade movie, there was a cut alternative ending in which the end of the Blade movie sees Blade looking across the skyline of the city and seeing a vampiric figure standing on top of a building and that we are told is Morbius, another living vampire. So it would make sense to bring him into the Blade movie and I think that would have been a better introduction to the character. I don't think he needed a big origin movie to begin with. I think just throw him in into the Blade movie as like the villain would would have been cool. And, you know, we would have got something somewhat decent from that. Um, I don't think a second movie would do him any justice at all. I think there needs to be a big like talk about how he moved this on. Because obviously the ending in this movie and his post credits, we see where his future sort of stepping to. But like how far that, or how long it's going to take, we don't really know yet. Uh, did a lack of coherent plot, uh, did it lack a coherent plot due to no big bad villain? I think that's a big factor as well. 
um, making it a very simple villain, just a simple family fight uh, with no big stakes, no, no real danger, no real way to prove yourself as a character. Yeah, I think it, yeah, really liked it with that, not having that big bad because throughout the movie, we're like, is, is, is Michael Morbius a villain? Is he a hero? Is he an anti-hero? What, what do we class him as? And, and I, I don't really know what to class him as in that instance until the post credits and you go, okay, he's just becoming a villain then, is he? Yeah, cool, whatever. Um, and were there any stakes to the character's development? Um, you know, not really. There really wasn't. Not at all. Uh, do Sony know what they're doing at all? No, they don't. And I think they proved that <laughs> on multiple occasions that they have no fucking idea what they are doing with these characters and that they need to give them back to Marvel so we can get good movies. Because it is a damn shame when we see these trailers for these movies and go, oh, that's a new character. That would be good to see. And then we watch them and we go, ah, Sony, you did it. You made me hate a character that I was looking forward to. Thanks for that. So... Yeah, give it back to Marvel and stop trying to do things. Um, it's not making you money. It's very clear that the movies you're putting out are not making you any money. So why hold on to it? You just want a piece of the pie. They're going to bury you one day. You're going to be bought out by Disney soon enough. So fucking get ready for that one. Um, but yeah, basically, the to finish this off, the... The dumb thing that they did. So the the big trailer came out, the first one, and we saw uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture in this, talking to Morbius. We see a graffiti poster of Spider Man, which looked like Sam Raimi's Spider Man. That uh, that was all edited out. Didn't happen. That scene wasn't around. Uh, apparently, the director had no idea about the Spider Man graffiti bit, uh, why that was even in there. So it just that asked that that. Like, that shows, like, who the fuck is editing this film and who is in control of it? The director doesn't know something's happening. Why is it there? Who said to put that there? And then the same thing. You give you give away that that Michael Keaton is going to be in this film, returning as the Vulture. You put it in, in the trailer, and then people watch the movie and go, oh, that, that scene didn't happen. And then you put him in the post-credits, and you go... Well, what a waste of a post-credits then. We already fucking knew he was in the film. So the post-credits, two post-credits. First one, going through a jail cell. We go into a room and we see Michael Keaton appear in a, in a, in a room. Obviously, that is the multiversal effect. How that's happened, we don't know. So that's sort of insinuating that the Vulture from the Homecoming universe doesn't belong there and he now belongs in this one really weird don't know how it's happened or if that's just as as no way home has happened at the same time i don't know but basically the next post credits is is morbius is driving out into the middle of fucking nowhere to a random location we see the vulture fly in on a nice new suit looking all cool and shit and then is telling him yeah i want to put together a team to take down spider-man and morbius is like there up Sounds fair enough. Don't know who he is, but I'll come for the ride. Because why not? That's that's it. it. 
Okay. So it's setting up a Sinister Six. It's setting up a Sony Sinister Six, mind you. Fuck that. Um, you gave two Vulture post credit scenes that ask more questions than they do answer any, but not in a good way. It's a... Yeah, how? How's that happened? Why has this happened? You've not left anyone excited for anything. It's a throwaway post credits. It wasn't a post credits where someone goes, <gasps> I can't believe that happened. No, you didn't get that. Shut up. You ruined it. Sony. God damn it. Morbius. There it is. Bad movie. Don't see it. I can't tell you much more. There's a shit scene. Everyone's going on about this on Twitter, about Matt Smith's fucking dance. He's, he's all healed because he's got the fucking thing and he's doing like a wood dance and he's putting his clothes on and then he just fucking flexes as a vampire. And everyone's just like, best scene in history. And I know it's a meme. I know everyone's taking the piss. I need to stop seeing that everywhere on my timelines on Twitter and TikTok. I fucking hate that scene with a passion. Fuck Matt Smith in this movie. I love Matt Smith in every other movie. Last Night in Soho, beautiful. Morbius, fuck off. Ah, boy. This is probably why I put off doing the next episode for so long because it was this fucking movie. Thanks, Morbius, for putting me on a fucking hiatus. God damn it. Um, let's wrap up this this episode. Let's wrap up this return on a high. Let's jump into questions. Questions is ultimately the, the where I look forward the most to doing these episodes. Um, so as always, if you're new here and you don't know, head over to the Instagram page there. I'll put out a question post uh, before I plan on recording. Give you a bit of time to send in a question. Whatever you want. doesn't have to be about the movie or any movies in general. Life questions, random questions. I don't care. Just send them in and I'm going to read them out on the show and give you an answer that you've been waiting for. So... Let's start off. It's my main three. It's my main my main three booze here. Uh, Someone with my fiance Brooke. We missed you, and I missed you all as well. Uh, how was the break? Did it feel nice to start fresh? The break was good. A lot has happened within the break. Um, obviously, I didn't tell you at the start about it all. Um, I've switched jobs. I'm currently, as of recording this, I've started my two week break until my new job. Uh, there's some exciting stuff happening. I get to start something completely new. I get weekends back. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been a lot going on. My best friend Jacob, he's moved to Canberra, um, birthday dinners and everything is such, been a great time. It's been, a, it's been a good break basically. Um, and starting fresh, as I've recorded this now, I've gone, I don't remember how to do reviews anymore. So it feels good, but I know I have to go back after this and I have to put together a sort of list of, uh, how do I make this better? How do I... How do I talk better about a movie? Because <laughs> I just shoot the shit and just see if you guys like it or not. It is what it is. Um, but it's good. I'm happy to be back here. Uh, jump over to Jack. Uh, who of the Netflix Marvel shows is the best fit for an MCU appearance? Um, well, you don't have me. I mean, obviously, we've had Daredevil now show up in Spider-Man. I think he's the, the, the best fit to sort of show up. I don't really see anything with Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Mm. Iron Fist could have a showdown with Shang-Chi, I guess, but I don't really care for that. No one really cared for Iron Fist anyway. I want to see the Punisher just show up. I want to see John Bernthal just do things in, in a proper Marvel universe. I think that would be amazing. Uh, have you got any faith left for Sony and the Craven the Hunter movie? 
No. No. Uh, I'll still watch it. I was still excited to see it. But faith in it? Zero. Zero faith in that movie whatsoever. Uh, what are your top three Netflix streaming recommendations currently? Moon Knight. I know, Jack, you are not liking Moon Knight right now, but Moon Knight is absolutely killing it from the fourth episode. It is amazing. I am so happy with it. It is going to be a great uh, step into the MCU limelight for this new character. Um, obviously, people should have watched Peaky Blinders. I only just started watching Peaky Blinders, and it's absolutely incredible, and I love it so much. Um, and I don't really have anything else because I haven't really watched anything on the streamings recently that are sort of that are sort of new. I'll have to post about it if I find anything, but those two definitely. Uh, Family Guy holds up, doesn't it? The world is wrong for pretending it does, and Family Guy is the best animated adult cartoon that there is. Uh, it outdoes American Dad, The Simpsons, uh, any other animated show. Family Guy is the greatest of them all. Say what you will. I love The Simpsons as much as anyone else. Family Guy is the superior. Uh, as as with you, Jack, I went back and I started, I watched from the start, and it's just amazing. It's so fucking funny still. It all holds up. It's so dark. People that don't laugh at it, fuck you. Best show. Best. Uh, what is your most useless talent uh, in brackets logo trivia? Very well could be. Uh random trivia facts that I seem to know about a little bit of knowledge on yeah probably that um and then just random voices whenever I want to because it's always fun to do random voices uh over to Alyssa missed you podcast man and I missed you my question lady uh who would gobble better cock sonic tails or knuckles yeah she comes she comes in hard doesn't she uh, Tails, Tails is copping it the best out of all of them, Knuckles wouldn't know what to do and Sonic would make too many jokes about how small your dick is uh, Tails would just give it a crack uh, if Morbius was getting a parody remake who'd you cast? Nah. Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> as Morbius probably um, no, I'd be <laughs> why someone would want to parody that movie I mean it's a parody of itself to begin with anyway uh, yeah, Chuck Weird Al is, as Morbius, I think that'd be a fun one to do. Uh, would you rather always be cold and have numb fingers, or always be hot and sweaty, but not smelly? Uh, always be cold and have numb fingers. Uh, heat does not agree with me whatsoever. Uh, I run very hot as a temperature in my body. Uh, I don't like any form of heat. I would rather be terribly cold and have to be rugged up to gain warmth. And have numb fingers, fuck it. Fingers and fingers, as long as they're still working, it's all that matters. Uh, which film character do you most relate to out of both movies? Hmm. Morbius, I don't want to relate with anyone in Morbius for obvious facts that they're all shit characters. I guess I'd relate with the fucking bat that's just hanging around in a cave, being like, yeah, and I was, I was supposed to do the Batman movie, but then fucking Sony came in and went, we need you for this movie, and here I am. Uh, Sonic, uh, yeah, mm, probably with Tom Wachowski, I guess. Uh, some people don't like him, but he always comes through at the end of the day, and keeps everyone happy. I don't know, I don't, I don't ever find myself relating to characters in movies, it's, 
I don't know. I guess it's just like a, I don't want to feel like I relate to a hero or a villain. It's just like, if someone else says I relate to someone, sure. But myself, uh, don't know. Uh, that's all the questions. Guys, thanks for sending those in. It's a great comeback for me on that one there. Uh, so that's the end of the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you all stuck around. Um, it's fun doing it again. I'm very happy. And there's a good few movies out that I have to figure out which one I'm going to do. Maybe I'll do another double up. We'll see what happens. Because there's, there's a good three or four movies out there right now that deserve a talking about. Uh, so until I see you on that one there, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, rate the show on Spotify. Five stars if you can, because that's always helpful. Uh, links below in the description for everywhere that we're available. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those good places you can find us there. Um, and as long as you keep sharing and subscribing, telling your friends, bringing that in here, it just knows I'm doing something good and people enjoy it. But... Until I see you all guys on the next one, whichever that may be and whenever that may be, I promise it won't be that long. Thanks for listening to You Like That Podcast. My name is Adam and I'll see you all later.